Good morning, class. Good morning, Brother Keith. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you back to Faith School today. We've got a place saved for you in the front. You need to get your Bible, get something to make some notes with, come right on into the class, and get ready to hear from Him, because every time we give Him time and give Him focus and attention and open up our hearts, He will speak to you. He will show you things. So get ready for it. Hallelujah. What happens in faith school? Anybody remember? My spirit gets fed. My faith grows stronger. And I learn how to be an overcomer. No matter how much you learn about that, there's more to learn about that. And it's not just for your own personal benefit. What works for you helps you will help other people. It'll help your family. It'll help your friends and your neighbors and your co-workers. So uh, this is not a waste of your time. This is time well spent. Father, all of us agree together today as touching this, asking for the utterance, the anointing, the answers, uh, the direction. And we thank you that you are so gracious, so faithful to always respond to us. Uh, you said if we draw near to you, you will, you do draw near to us. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Would you look please in the ninth chapter of uh, the book of Acts and let's continue in our study. Uh, we're calling this study Faith for Healing. And we studied the 20 individual cases in the gospel accounts, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And now we're into the book of Acts and looking at the healing and deliverance delivering huh, deliverance accounts in this uh, book. And we saw in Acts 1.1 that it said that uh, this book, the book of Acts, is an account, you know, continuing what Jesus began to do and teach in the gospel account of Luke, Luke was saying. So, um, the works of Jesus did not end at the cross. They continued in the church as recorded in the book of Acts. And actually the book of Acts is still being written today. <laughs> We're part of that same church. Got the same spirit. Got the same gospel message. And God never changes. His will never changes. So we're supposed to have the same kind of things happening in the church today. Well, in Acts 9... We have recorded the healing of Aeneas. And so let's read that again. Um, in fact, I'll, I'll read this to you from the Amplified. Uh, Acts 9, 32, this is the Amplified. It said, Now as Peter went here and there among them all, he went down also to the saints uh, who lived at Lydda. Now what's going on is... Um, uh, Peter and others are preaching to different people 
outside of uh, Jerusalem and going to different towns and different places. And you know, that was the, uh, the instruction when the Lord said, you'll receive power after the Holy Spirit's come on you and you'll be witnesses unto me. And he went on to say in, uh, outside of Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, uh, increasing circles. The, the commission, uh, the main directive of the, the church is to go into all the world and proclaim, preach the good news. That, that was and that is the main directive. Now, uh, people have gotten sidetracked and they've, they've changed the main directive into helping people naturally. And they, people even try to, and what, what, what Christians have done is let unbelievers tell them what they're supposed to be doing. That's right. Unbelievers. The church has listened to unbelievers. So what you, what you, the main thing you should be doing and the only thing that really does any good is feeding people food and giving people clothing or housing. And, and these things are important, but they are not the most important. And they are not the main directive that Jesus gave to the church. Because the main need, the greatest need of human beings is spiritual. I mean, if you gain the whole world and lose your own soul, what have you done? What have you gained ultimately? Nothing. You've lost everything. So, yes, it's great, it's good to help people naturally. And that's one of the reasons we believe in, and preach uh, abundance and prosperity because the more you have, the more you can give. But the main thing is getting this good news all over the world so people can be born again. And when you get born again and you're you're a child of God, you have the greatest provider there is in the universe. You can go straight to Him for your provision. You're not dependent on human beings. Not dependent on man. God never intended that any man or woman be dependent on another man or woman as their source. Never. Never. Did you hear that, child of God? It is not God's will that you or I or any person be dependent on another person as their source, their provider. Mm -mm. God uses people. But you look straight to Him. I said, you look straight to Him. You go straight to Him. And then He uses a variety of people and situations to get things done. So uh, Peter is going to different towns in that uh, close area there to uh, uh, Jerusalem. And wound up here at Lydda. And he he went down there to, um, to see the believers the saints. And he found a man named Aeneas. And this man had been bedfast for eight years and was paralyzed. And Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ now makes you whole. Get up and make your bed. Hallelujah. (laughs) Now we know from other scriptures that a lot of things happened both in the ministry of Jesus that are not recorded and in the lives of these apostles and prophets, evangelists, and the church, most of what happened is not recorded. Uh, 
but the ones that are, are handpicked by the Holy Spirit. And it's because they, they are timeless, they are universal in their application. It is the inspired, anointed Word of God. So what are we to learn from these words? How many believe every one of these words is important and significant and powerful? He said, Aeneas, called his name. Jesus Christ, let there be no mistake about who's doing this. Is that right? <laughs> In case there was some other folks named Jesus, uh-uh, Jesus Christ. And Christ is not the master's last name like Joe Smith. Christ is the word that means the anointed and or the Messiah who was the, the prophets prophesied of the one who would come who would be the fulfillment of prophecy in scripture who would be the anointed one the Messiah, the Savior, the Deliverer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And He is that one. Amen. Jesus, the Anointed One. Jesus, Aeneas, Jesus, the Anointed One, heals you. Now get up and make your bed. <laughs> Hallelujah. Get up and make your bed. And uh, immediately Aeneas stood up. Glory to God. We talked about uh, yesterday how that, you know, the Spirit of God through Peter called Aeneas' name. Called his name. We talked about how that Samuel as a boy, um, the Lord called his name. We talked about when... Uh, Saul, who was later called Paul, uh, met Jesus on the road to Damascus. He said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? The Lord knows you better than you know yourself. He knows your name. He calls you by name. And then it's up to us what kind of response we give him. For he will not force our correct response. He will not even force a response out of us. If you choose to ignore him, he will allow you to absolutely ignore him. When you think about it, what a slight, what a disrespect that the master, the master calls your name and wants to talk to you and interact with you, and you won't even answer the door. This has happened too many times. Don't you remember reading in Revelation where he said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. You remember that? Yes. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Then he goes on to say, If, oh, did you hear that word? If any man will open to me, I'll come in to him and sup with him. That implies communion. 
Everybody say if. if. Well, what if you won't answer the door? Is he coming in anyway? Is he saying, look, I'm the head of the church. I'm coming in. Huh? Huh? Now, now you're laughing, but much of the church world preaches that without necessarily saying it that way. I, I've had people, I, I had some years ago, a, a pastor get in my face after I preached something. He said, I want you to know that when God gets ready for you to do something, you're going to do it. I said, no. <laughs> No, he will not force you to do something. If he was going to force anybody to do anything, class, are y'all awake? He would force people to get saved because that's eternity, right? That's heaven and hell. It doesn't get any more important. And if he won't force people to receive him and be saved, to save them from hell and eternity, you can be sure he's not going to force you in any situation. Amen. And so religion, and being so adamant about, yes, you know, God gets ready for you to do something, you're going to do it. He'll, he'll, you know, he's going to do all these things. He's going to make you do it. No, not true, not Bible. That's not right. Behold, How many think, if you know the Lord's at the door, help me out. What should you do? <laughs> Come on, help me out. The Lord's at the door. The master, the head of the church, who hung on the cross for you, redeemed you and, and bought you and loved you when you were still ignorant and in sin and didn't care about him. The master's at the door. What should you do? Answer Immediately. Yeah. Come on, help me out. Answer. Answer. Respond. Respond. Immediately. 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 Now, I can't say I have always done that. And I doubt you could either. Because in life, and we're walking by faith, and you don't see the Lord physically, uh, you can be more in the flesh. And uh, I know back uh, when I first got started in the ministry, um, you know, you're, I'm asking the Lord for revelation and direction and utterance and messages because I don't have any experience in that. And I'm learning and still learning. And um, I remember one night the, uh, the Lord woke me up. And began to minister to me about some things. And showed me some things. And I thought, whew, man, that's good. That's good. And then I just started to go back to sleep. And the Lord said, well, do you appreciate that? I said, yes, Lord. He said, not enough to even write it down or, or anything. <laughs> and, and I know why he said that. Have you ever gotten something from the Lord? And you thought, oh, well, I'll never forget that. And a few hours later, you couldn't remember what it was? That's because at that previous moment, you were more in the spirit than you realized you were. Spiritual things were more real to you. And then you get back more in the flesh, you can lose it. And so, uh, 
<laughs> I said, yes, Lord, sorry. Uh, and I, I roused myself up and, and wrote it down. Now, you know, we've got our phones. You can put notes in your phone and, and things like that. But that's just one example of responding to him. When he prompts you to pray, you should pray. When he prompts you to give, you should give. When he prompts you to contact somebody, check on somebody, you should do that. Do you believe this class? Yes. Respond to him. When he knocks, realize he is not pushing the door down. He's not, no matter how important what he wants to talk to you about is, he's not going to knock the door down. He's not going to push his way into your heart and life. He's not going to force you to listen, much less comply. Everybody say, respond. 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 Another way of saying that is yield. Yield to the Spirit. Yield to the promptings and urgings of the Holy Spirit. Don't wait to hear an audible voice. Uh, the Spirit of God bears witness with our spirit, Romans says. The Spirit of God bears witness, and that's how He leads us. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God. So notice how that He says, the Spirit of God is obviously in this, and he's doing this through Peter. And he says, Aeneas, what's it time for Aeneas to do? Respond. Aeneas needs to be all ears. Is that right? Yes. He needs to be full on channel, on focus. Because the man of God, Peter, is ob this, is, this is obviously not just a howdy. How you doing in this, right? <laughs> this is something else. And Peter, the Spirit of God, moves on him. And he looks over at Aeneas. He says, Aeneas. And at that point, Aeneas needs to be ready. Ready to respond. Somebody say respond, respond. Ready to respond. Ready to yield. Ready to act on the promptings and urgings and directions of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Aeneas, Jesus the anointed, Jesus the Christ makes you whole. Get up and make your bed, boy. What's it time to do now? Come on, help me out. What's it, what's it time to do now? Get up and make that bed. Right? That's what it's time to do. Get up. And make the bed. Aeneas, Jesus Christ makes you well. Get up and make your bed. And the Bible said immediately he stood up. Uh, the response to immediate faith is instantaneous result. Did you hear that? The response to immediate faith, and I could say immediate Obedience of faith. The response to immediate obedience of faith is instantaneous result. Do we see that right here? Yes. One of the reasons sometimes you see a protracted or a more gradual thing is because of a gradual response. 
A lot of times folks are slow. Slow to believe. Slow to receive. Slow to act on something. They act on it timidly and piecemeal. Little bit here, little bit there. So it's not an immediate and full, bold, confident response. And so then the results are different. Didn't Jesus say, according to your faith? Right? Not according to what God can do. Not even according to God's perfect will and plan. But according to your faith, according to the measure of your faith. And one of the reasons we have this recorded is because Peter wasn't playing. And Aeneas wasn't playing either. Is that right? And the Spirit of God sure wasn't playing. Come on, can you see that? And when he said, Aeneas, Jesus Christ makes you whole. Get up. I mean, up he comes. Up he comes. And he's been bed fast for eight years. But up he comes. Oh, glory to God. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Immediately. Somebody say immediately. Immediately. Don't you like that word? I'm real fond of that word. Huh? I'm a fan of immediately. Huh? Aren't you? Immediately. I don't like, you know, and I, 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 and I shouldn't just say I don't like. The Lord doesn't like slothfulness. There are scriptures that tell you, don't be slothful, but be diligent. What does that mean? Don't drag around and toy with it and play with it. And well, we'll we'll see. I know when I first started helping uh, uh, Brother Kenneth Hagin Sr., one of the first big meetings that I was, I was just there as help. And uh, he called me up on the platform and asked, did I have a song that would go with the uh, thing? And well, the Lord gave me a song, a new song. And I sang it and the people got excited and it went, it went well. Well, uh, this is, I'm new to this and they're new to me and all this. We'd known each other, I don't know, a year maybe, I, I don't know, a year and a half or something. And, um, but not close, just from a distance. And um, so after the service, uh, I met them going out, Brother Hagen and Miss Aretha, his wife. And they were smiling and they, they said, good job, Keith, you know. And, uh, and I, you know, we all have our traditions and our stuff. And I came from the deep south and, and you know, we tend to use, tended to use some negative phraseology without even realizing it. And it's not only Southerners that do that now. But um, I said, yeah, I said, I'll, uh, uh, you know, I, I'll eventually get around to it. Well, both of them stopped and said, uh, not eventually. You should get right to it. Both of them got serious with me. And I thought, well, <laughs> wow, was that necessary? You know, we went from <laughs> commending me to correcting me <laughs> just, just like that. <laughs> they weren't mean, but you know what I'm saying? I said, I said yeah, you know, eventually I, I'll get around to it. And they said, no, no, not eventually. Uh, you should get right to it. 
And, and they were right. I was wrong. This idea of we'll, you know, work around to it and maybe eventually get to it. Well, why, why do you need to do that? Because it's not a priority to you? Because you're not giving it your full attention? I mean, why do you need to loiter around and take three days to get to something that you should have gotten to immediately? That's revelation that his things are not priority to you. You're letting other things distract you. And your priorities are askew. And I, I just said, yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, sir. And over the course of the next month, I even learned some other things about that. But I needed to. I needed to make adjustments. That's when it's time uh, and the Lord calls on you to do something. Help me out. Respond. Is that right? And how should you respond? Immediately and fully. Right? No playing. No, no half attention. No distracted. No divided in five different directions. No playing with it. No toying with it. Now, is this just me talking or them talking? Are, are, are these things in the Word? Uh, did, did the Lord say, I'd rather you were hot? Or cold? Did, did He say that? I'd rather, now, now you might think, well, no, you know, I mean, it'd be better to be some degree of warm than to just be cold. <laughs> That's not what the Lord said, right? See, you've got religious ideas, you've got people's thinking, and then you've got the truth. And you've got how God really is, how the Lord really is, not just how people have imagined Him to be. He said, I, I would rather you were hot or cold. If you're lukewarm, you get spewed out of the mouth. So what is that talking about? This is about your heart. This is about your heart. When, when the prophet said, the eyes of the Lord are searching to and fro throughout the whole earth. What's he looking for? He wants to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is perfect toward him. That word perfect doesn't mean Flawless, it means full, complete. We, we might, we'd probably say wholehearted, Amen. wholehearted. He wants you all in. And there really is no excuse for not being all in. It's a choice, right? Which is why he said that. He said, the Lord is saying, do it or don't. Don't play with it. You want to be with me? Come on in. Both feet. Is that right? Yes. You don't want to be? Well, don't be. Is he that way? Yes. Yeah. Is there any excuse for not being all in? No. There's not. There's not. Come on, say it out loud, Lord. Lord I, choose I choose to be all in. To be hot. To be fervent. Show me how. To respond to you correctly. Fully. Immediately and completely. You deserve it. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Well, our time's up again. But the Lord's helping us, isn't he? We're growing. We're making good progress. And you practice that this afternoon, this evening, tomorrow. But then come back. 
because uh, we need to finish reading our text. We haven't even got to the end of it yet. So come back. We'll see you soon back here in Faith School. I've got the victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941 702 7390.